Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our meditation this morning is the Old Testament lesson, Jeremiah chapter 11, verses 18 through 20. We read again in the name of our Lord. The Lord revealed their plot to me, so I became aware of it. He showed me what they were doing. I was like a gentle lamb led to the slaughter. I had not realized that they had plotted against me. They were saying, let us destroy the tree along with its fruit. Let us cut him off from the land of the living so that his name will no longer be remembered. But the Lord, but Lord of armies, you judge righteously. You test the heart and mind. Let me see your vengeance on them. For I have presented my case to you. These are the words of our text. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we have gathered in your name to hear your holy word and to be strengthened in our faith through it. We pray that you would pour out your Holy Spirit upon us as we contemplate what you have said in your word. Reassure us that you take sin seriously, that you call people to turn from sin in repentance and to cling to Jesus the Savior. Strengthen our faith in Him this morning that we may see that He has saved us from all our sins, no matter how great they may be. Assure us that His life, death, and resurrection have truly atoned for our sins. To these ends, sanctify us through the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. In Christ Jesus, dear fellow redeemed. Jeremiah had the type of ministry that no one wants. From a very young age, he was called to be a prophet and commanded not to marry. He was not to have children. He was also commanded not to attend any funeral meals or any other feast. His life was to be an illustration of God's withdrawal from the people of Israel. At one point, God even had him wearing a wooden yoke around his neck as a symbol of the servitude and subjugation that the people of Israel faced. For 41 years, he called the people to repentance, to turn from their sins, and warned them of the coming judgment, that if the people didn't repent, God would send an enemy to take them away into exile. Few listened. Many heard it and hated him for it. We have one of those examples in our text before us where Jeremiah's hometown plotted against him to kill him. Can you imagine Jeremiah's disappointment? The people he grew up with, the boys he played with, 
his own relatives had planned behind his back to get rid of him. Jeremiah's ministry was tough. But throughout those 41 years, he remained faithful to his calling as prophet. See, Jeremiah knew how to deal with disappointments and difficulties. Do you? The theme for us today is dealing with disappointments and, and difficulties. We have two parts. The Lord discerns and the Lord delivers. Think with your heart, not with your kidneys. That would be a strange way for us to express the thought, think with your head and not with your heart. But for ancient Hebrews, their kidneys were seen as the seed of emotion. And the heart was seen as the seed of intellect and will. So this is actually what Jeremiah said. He said, Lord, excuse me, the Lord revealed their plot to me, so I became aware of it. He excuse me, I'm reading the wrong part. But the Lord of armies, you judge righteously. You test the kidneys and the heart. You test the kidneys and the heart. You test, in our language, the heart and the mind. God knows our emotions and our intellect and will. He knows us inside and out. Nothing can be hidden from Him. We see this in the text before us. This is where I was reading. The Lord revealed their plot to me, so He became aware of it. He showed me what they were doing. I was like a gentle lamb led to the slaughter. I had not realized that they were plotting against me. They were saying, let us destroy the tree along with its fruit. Let us cut him off from the land of the living so that his name will no longer be remembered. Jeremiah didn't understand what his hometown was plotting for him. It was hidden from him deliberately. But it was not hidden from God. God knew what His enemies were thinking. God knew what they were planning. He discerned it. And He revealed it to Jeremiah. What a comfort that must have been for Jeremiah in the midst of his disappointments and difficulties. That the Lord was watching over him with a discerning eye. You can have the same comfort. How do you respond to disappointment? For example, let's say your spouse forgets an important date or acts in a way that shows a lack of care or misunderstanding. How do you react? Or your child doesn't behave or make the choices that you expect. What do you do? 
Or let's say a friend withdraws from you when you really need to talk to someone. How do you respond? You don't get that promotion at work that you know that you deserve. What do you do? Life is full of disappointments and difficulties. How do you deal with them? Do you act as if God doesn't discern? Do you try to take matters into your own hands? Eye for eye, tooth for tooth. Vengeance is mine. Or do you seethe with anger so that the offending person can feel your wrath as if you are their ultimate judge? Or do you withdraw and punish them with your absence? How do you deal with disappointments and difficulties? Jeremiah didn't do those things and neither should you. He presented his case to the Lord and let the Lord decide what happened. But notice his prayer for vengeance. Let me see your vengeance on them, for I have presented my case to you. Jeremiah understood that God knew what was happening. He knew the disappointments and difficulties that he was going through. He presented that case to the Lord and then just let the Lord decide. He trusted that God would take care of it. And God did. See, you don't need to take vengeance because God has clearly said in His Word, vengeance is mine, I will repay. In Psalm 1, David tells us that the Lord watches over the way of the righteous. Actually, it says the Lord knows the way of the righteous but the way of the wicked will perish. You don't have to do a thing. God will carry out justice. It will be satisfied. So we can trust the Lord in the midst of our difficulties and disappointment. Solomon had it right. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. We are going to have troubles in this life. Jesus said it. In this life you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. What a comfort we have like Jeremiah. That in the midst of our difficulties, we have someone who is overcome. We have Jesus. And we can trust Him to take care of everything. So Jeremiah understood this. He understood that he was in the Lord's hands. That the Lord discerned what was happening. You can do the same. 
The Lord discerns what is going on in your life, what is happening around you and in the world at large. He discerns, but he also delivers. Is God a fitting recipient of our trust? Now, I know we're all going to say, yes, he is, but why? It's not just because he discerns what's going on in our lives. It's also that he delivers. The deliverance that the Lord provides is a reason, a cause for us to trust in him. So as an example, let's just think about Jeremiah's theme at large. And very succinctly it was this, repent or die. Either the people would repent of their sins, turn from them, or God was going to bring swift judgment down upon them. God had been clear about what the consequence of the Israelites' sins would be. He sent not only Jeremiah, but prophet after prophet to get them to turn from their sins. He had even revealed to them the exact length of time that their exile would be, 70 years. But the people didn't listen. And so God carried out His judgment against sin and against Israel. An enemy came and took them away. That God takes sin seriously is borne out throughout the Bible. Adam and Eve, Noah and the flood, many other events show us that God takes sin seriously. If we were to look at the book of Jeremiah, it would be very easy for us to come away with the image that God is a righteous judge. Our text even calls, us, calls him that. But if we would only see God as a righteous judge, that would be a gross misunderstanding. Through Ezekiel, God is revealed, and he said this, when I can find it. Do, you, do I take any pleasure in the death of the wicked? Rather, am I not pleased when they turn from their sins and live? Through Paul, God said that he wants all men to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. So God isn't just a righteous judge who wants to punish sin. He also desires to rescue sinners. And it was that desire that caused him to do a remarkable thing. Often justice is depicted with a balanced scale. On one side of the scale were the sins of the whole world. What could be put on the other side of the scale to balance it? Your good demeanor? Your determination to live the way God wants you to? Your devotion to God's Word and learning it? 
No, those things could never balance the scale. The price was too high. But this is the remarkable thing that God did. He placed Himself on the other side of the scale. Jesus came and, and sat opposite us on the balance scale of judgment. So that justice could be carried out. And God could also satisfy His desire to save sinners. Jesus came and He suffered and died for the sins of the world. Through His suffering and death, all sins have been paid for. You were on the sinful side of that balance scale. And Jesus loved you and determined that He would sit opposite you so that all of your sins are paid for. So when you're overcome with your guilt, when you're worried, who is going to rescue you? Who is going to deliver you from God's wrath? The answer and the only answer is Jesus. Jesus has taken your place under God's wrath so that now you are forgiven. The price that was on your head has been paid. You are redeemed. God now loves you and forgives you and promises to work all things for your good, even in the midst of disappointment and difficulties. Paul drew out these theme, this, that theme in his letter to the Romans. This is what he reasoned. If God is for us, who can be against us? Indeed, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also graciously give us all things along with him? Paul is reasoning, if Jesus was willing to take the other side of the balance scale for us, if God was willing to give His Son as the atonement price for us, is there anything that He will not give us? The obvious answer is no. God will give us all things. He will deliver us. Because He was willing to deliver us from our sins. So in the midst of your disappointments and difficulties, you have the great comfort that God not only discerns, He delivers. No one would want a ministry like Jeremiah full of difficulties, disappointments, full of division and disgust, death threats. Yes, D is the letter for the day. 
No one would want a ministry like that. And yet throughout it, he remained faithful because he understood that the Lord discerns and delivers. He clung to that. And you can cling to it too. God has discerned everything that's going on in your life. God has delivered you from your sins. And He will take you from this valley of disappointments to Himself in heaven. And there, you will never be disappointed again. To God be the glory, now and forever. Amen.